Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends. It is part two of judgment, this kind of tricky topic to understand that I 100% do not have all the answers to. And I just want to share honestly that it is confusing. And we did kind of dive in in part one into the, the different Greek words and the different things that might mean when Paul was talking about, um, you know, judging ourselves versus not judging those outside the church, but also having a role judging those in the church. And and the quick version of this, just to summarize and get it back in our head, is that when Paul was speaking in chapter 4, saying it's a small thing that I should be judged by you, I don't even judge myself. This word was anacrino, talking more about interrogation, investigation, and determining almost the truth, if you will. And that we shouldn't let this level of judgment, of the questioning, we shouldn't let that determine our identity. And now, as we are looking in in chapter 6 today, Paul was talking about what do we have to do judging outsiders, people outside the church. And this word for judgment that we're going to be using for the rest of this this part of chapter 6 that we're covering today, this is Crino, and this means to punish, to decide, or even to think good. And he said, What do I have to do judging those outside the church? It's not our job to punish those people. He said, God judges those outside, and we know that God is the judge of all, He is the only true judge, the only final judge. But Paul does say that believers do have a role in this that, that I don't fully understand. He says, is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? So we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the believer's role as judge with God today. So let's dive in. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1, and I'm reading from the ESV. When one of you has a grievance against another, does he dare go to law before the unrighteous instead of the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world is to be judged by you, are you incompetent in trying trivial cases? Do you not know that we are to judge angels? How much more than matters pertaining to this life? Y'all, this is craziness to me. Again, I don't have all the answers, but, but it says that we're going to judge angels exactly what that means i don't know the connotation that that i tend to lean towards and again this is just my interpretation this is not a hard and fast truth or answer i don't have all the answers but remember that this word crino can also mean to think it good to think it good and so we know that god is the judge right and so if if we will be there judging the world and even judging angels. We could be there thinking it good, essentially agreeing with God's judgment. It's almost like you picture like 
a judge, right? And he makes the final judgment. And and then we would be there as supporters agreeing with that judgment. And any further role than that, to be honest, I don't have all the answers around. But isn't this so interesting? We see another issue that Paul is addressing within this church in Corinth. He's basically saying, when you have a grievance against another, he's basically saying, are you taking it before the people outside the church instead of going inside the church? So they were taking their problems to the legal system. In this case, it probably would have been the Roman legal system, right? At the time, instead of handling their problems within the church. And then after that, he goes on, do you not know that the saints are going to judge the world? (laughs) If the world's to be judged by you, are you incompetent to try trivial cases? He's basically saying, like, you are going to be involved in something so much bigger when it comes to justice, and you within the church can't handle these small issues between different believers? And he's calling them out here, and then he goes on to say, like, don't you know that we're going to judge angels? How much more should we be able to judge these small earthly issues? Calling them out. And he goes on to call them out even further. He says, so if you have such cases, why do you lay them before those who have no standing in the church? I say this to your shame. Harsh words coming from your father figure, right? Your spiritual father figure, super harsh. And and this, again, is almost like giving them the natural consequence. He is sharing the truth with them for the purpose of love, for the purpose that they would see the wrong and that they would make it right. And that they would start acting differently in a more God-glorifying way. And then he goes on. Can it be that there is no one among you wise enough to settle a dispute between the brothers? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? To have lawsuits at all with one another is already a defeat for you. Why not rather suffer wrong? Why not rather be defrauded? But you yourselves wrong and defraud even your own brothers. What I see here is basically saying within the church, as you are lovers of Christ, as you are supposed to be living out of sincerity and truth, as you are supposed to be ambassadors of Christ, living a life of love and service and pointing to God, even the fact that you're having such issues that you need other people to help you, even that is a defeat. Even that is a problem. It's not great. And then to put the cherry on top, you're going outside the church to get that done. He's calling them out for this. And he says, why not rather suffer wrong? If you can't figure it out in love, if you can't even do that as Christians, as believers, as living out the gospel, why not rather just suffer wrong? Instead of taking it so far and trying to get all you can from your brothers, which seems like what's going on here, trying to take and take out of selfishness, out of pride, out of maybe prioritizing money above other people, whatever it may be, why not suffer wrong instead? Calling out this behavior because what he is seeing is not loving. 
he's he's calling them out you yourselves wrong and defraud they're doing wrong they're defrauding others even people within the church people who are supposed to be their own brothers and as i read this is this something i personally struggle with no but it's such a good reminder that when arguments arise to check my priorities whether that's an argument with your spouse with family with a friend it's such a good reminder to come back and check our priorities are we living love are we living for jesus are we willing to be hurt a little bit in order to live out of love and not out of selfishness do i have the answer for every situation no because that's between you and god Holy Spirit's going to lead you where you need to go. But it is such a good reminder that when these things come up, that, that we should be checking ourselves, checking our hearts, and checking our motivations with the Lord. Is this lining up with me being an example of Christ? And so what the, the believer's role in judgment is going to be, judgment of the world, judgment of angels, I don't know for sure. I don't have all the answers, right? And no one does except God. But I do know that when arguments and difficulties come up, because they do come up, no church is perfect because we're all still people who struggle with sin. That when those things do come up, we want to be checking our hearts and living for the Lord. We don't want to be wronging others. We don't want to be defrauding others. We want to be working out these things in love. And that doesn't mean passivity. We've talked about that, right? Setting boundaries. There need to be boundaries set. We can speak up in boldness, but that boldness needs to be paired with love and a focus on God, a focus on the other person more than a focus on ourselves. So check your heart, check your intentions in those arguments, and just remember that that there is grace. There is grace for so many things, and that, that Holy Spirit is working to grow us in so many things, whatever is coming up for you. And I'll see you tomorrow morning.